0: Star Trek, our favorite frontier. These are the podcasts of Aaron and Polly, their ongoing mission to explore all things Trek, to seek out cool things and pick them apart, to boldly complain as no one's complained before.
1: And this is Paul, and
0: welcome to another episode of Star Trek with Aaron and Polly.
1: I noticed you didn't say it was another exciting episode of Star well, Trek with Aaron you and Polly. Know,
0: last week we 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 waxed poetic on mm-hmm. the veritable mm-hmm. multitude of news items that we had to talk about last week, and this week we are re- rewarded with a great big goose egg. I mean, th- there ain't no <laughs> news this week—not well, in seven days. Has there been any real Star
1: Trek news to talk about? Well, however, there's a couple there there are there are some Star Trek things to discuss. Uh-huh. Like, you know, that I was in Galaxy Con Richmond and I know I had this conversation with you on Funny Books with Aaron and Polly, also available at iomgeek.com. Uh-huh. But, uh, I went to Galaxy Con in Richmond and there were quite a few Star Trek related guests at that uh at that convention, uh, which you was. Talk,
0: did you talk to any of them, Paul?
1: I didn't. Did I did
0: Did you go up and say, hey, I'm Polly of Star Trek with Aaron and Polly, a Star
1: Trek uh, discussion podcast? I feel like I probably should have, but huh. I didn't. Um, oh. Well, you know, it was a little weird. So I got to say, you know, so the, the Star Trek guests in question at this convention were Armin Shimmerman, who um, we love, friend of the podcast, Armin Shimmerman. Yes, yes, he took a picture with us once. Uh-huh. We paid for it, but yeah, you know, that's
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> why he's our
1: friend. We paid him. That uh, really, my true friends are the paid ones. <laughs> um, there was there was uh, Armin Shimmerman, there was Marina Sirtis, uh, William Shatner, and Will Wheaton uh-huh. were all there representing the uh, the Star Trek universe. Um, it was a little weird though because I saw everyone at their table at some point throughout the day, except I never saw Shatner.
0: Well, it's because Shatner hides out in the back.
1: Probably, you know.
0: I read a thing. I mean, uh, what was it? I want to say it was. <laughs> oh, the
1: Hartburn was there too. Sorry, I want to
0: say it was the the Fifty Year Mission, the oral history of Star Trek, mm-hmm. in which they talk about how you know you you'd be at these big events. And, you know, big Star Trek events, and all of the Star Trek people are, are hanging out in their big Star Trek room, but Shatner's got a special place off to the side that's curtained off from everybody else so he can have his meals alone and outside yeah. of the company of the other the, the, the
1: other Star Trek uh, actors. Really? Yeah. Oh, Shatner. Yeah, oh, oh, Shatner. But you could have actually taken – there was a Star Trek team-up picture. Mm-hmm. Um, With Shatner, Wheaton, LeVar Burton, Marina Sirtis, and Armin Shimmerman, which really doesn't make any sense. Um, well, no, because you don't have enough of anybody there from any of the shows to, to do like a Deep Space Nine picture like we did. Yeah, but they weren't even alive at the same time, Aaron. They weren't even alive at the same time. But uh, it was a hundred. It's only one hundred and sixty dollars for that picture. Actually, oh no, wait, sorry, that's without William Shatner. William Shatner does not take the picture with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone but Shatner. But uh, a group photo with Shimmerman, Burton, Curtis, and Wheaton was one hundred and sixty bucks. Not bad. Not a bad it's deal, bad really. About, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no Shatner, even though he's on the picture. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That 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 says you know here's the group photo op. Uh, no, you know, Shatner does not participate in said photo op poor, poor, no. poor Shatner. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, uh, I, just want to know,
0: I just want to know who hurt him, you know, ah. what happened that made him such a pill.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know.
0: I mean, why you gotta be that way.
1: He's had a rough life. Has he <laughs> <laughs> His let's wife see, died, Aaron?
0: Yeah. But he, he outlived his best friend. So, well, you me. know, I mean, come on. Come on. He's doing all right. <laughs> He's doing okay. He's doing all right. Doing
1: all well, right. I feel like we've delayed enough time. That was really all we had to talk about <laughs> as we, far as <laughs> – we, We've manufactured
0: some commentary.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, some news oh. uh, because, like we said, not a ton of news. However, there was a pretty significant episode of Star Trek Picard this week. It was huge. Huge. It was huge. huge. It was episode six uh, about the Rubik's Cube no it was about the impossible box
0: or was it the inconceivable box the inconceivable <laughs> box
1: <laughs> or perhaps it was about all of the above
0: uh, it was the impossible yeah. box paul that it was, was- that, that that thing that we've seen uh, Narek playing with in his room and i'm not talking about his uh, romulan junk i'm talking about his, <laughs> his Romulan
1: box. junk first Though of all
0: i would you know you, you can't really call sojis you know, down there, the impossible box, because she's first date first day. To
1: give <laughs> I was that about out. to say she gave it out on that first date <laughs> She, that's the possible box. <laughs> 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 uh, and th- this is why we're not an officially sponsored podcast
0: It's also um, why, we, why we have a mature rating in the podcast yeah, exactly. Because we're it, wildly immature
1: We have a TVMA just like Star Trek <laughs> Picard But no, hey, there were no F-bombs in this episode
0: Were there not? I, I, I'm i surprised I didn't miss them
1: Yeah, no, there was not a single F-bomb <laughs> Uh, So this week on Star Trek Picard We finally, finally
0: we finally get the band together.
1: Yeah. The band, well, technically, no. We separate the party, but <laughs> we finally get some forward movements in the story. That is that is true. That is uh-huh. true. It is a wildly bad D&D move, is, is yeah. what they did. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the first four episodes were about getting the band together. And then in the fifth episode, they they got um, Bruce Maddox uh, to promptly uh, kill him. Kill,
0: to promptly kill Bruce Maddox. And, uh, but now they, they made it to the, uh, the Borg artifact. You know, they, they cross over the Romulan neutral zone to, to, to go to the Borg artifact. And Rafi, drunk off her ass, manipulates a friend in giving, the, giving Picard diplomatic clearance to visit the uh, Borg cube. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, wh- meanwhile, on the Borg cube, uh, Narek is messing wildly with Soji's head. You know, oh, yeah. uh, saying things like, uh, "Well, you know, I I check the the communication logs, and you know, you call your mom every night, and uh, those communications only last seventy seconds." And she's like, "Oh no, that can't possibly be true." you know, I yeah I fall asleep when I talk to my mom, but they're much longer than seventy seconds. We talk about everything, and you know, she goes back, and you know, she finds that uh, that is in fact tr- true. In fact, you know, she tries to call her mom. And stay awake, you know, trying to like stab herself and whatnot to stay awake. And, uh, you know, mom's given her the, uh, the uh, you know, the, the sleeping spell. And uh, it causes Soji to scan all of her personal items. And she finds that none of them are any older than 37 months. Things that she's had her entire life are only 37 months old
1: pretty pretty intense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's only she's a wee she's a wee laugh she's only three years old
0: but the good news is is that she's got a wildly supportive hunky romulan boyfriend narek who's going to help her through this and his idea is i'm going to take you i'm going to demonstrate to you this romulan form of meditation
1: uh and uh, i'm the kama sutra (laughs) <laughs> I
0: don't think that's Romulan.
1: Um, <laughs> that's a different show. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know it's not Romulan? They could have inspired it. I'm just saying. We don't know.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so, you know, uh, Narek is going gonna, is gonna to demonstrate to her this technique so that she can figure out what's going on with her dreams, Paul, because she keeps having bad dreams. She's got this dream where she goes into her dad's uh, tulip lab and you know she gets in trouble and she doesn't see what he's working on. And uh, so he's going to help her figure out, you know, this tulip nightmare of hers.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what that's what
0: she's going to do. But but meanwhile, Picard Picard beams over to the Borg ship, and this, of course, or I'm sorry, the artifact because it's no longer a really Borg ship because you know they they're they're taking it all apart. And it's it's the gonna,
1: Borg can, reclamation that, site. That is right. That's right. It's the it's the
0: recycling center, and uh, he he beams over. To see the executive director of the Borg reclamation effort, which turns out to be one notable Hugh. But it's problematic for Picard to go back there because, you know, Picard used to be a Borg. He was Locutus, if you'll recall. And... uh you know, he's having a hard time with it. You know, he's angry. He's scared. He's, you know, very pensive about going. In fact, Elnor wants to go with him, and he forbids Elnor to go because they've only got clearance for him. He is the only one allowed over from the La Arena, So he's got to go over there all by himself. And it's hard for him. I mean, he he, he essentially has a panic attack while he's there. In fact, uh, the XBs, the former Borg, uh, rush over to keep him from falling over a rail, and of course, in his anxiety, Picard believes that they're seizing him, and you know he he hears this calm voice say, "No, no, they just wanted to make sure you didn't fall and in comes Hugh, and there's this wonderful little reunion between Hugh and Captain Picard because, as you recall, Hugh was on the next generation episode i Borg, and so they've got some history together. He was also in uh descent uh, descent. Uh, I believe both parts one and two, um, or maybe just two. Anyway, he was in he was in uh, descent. And so you know, this is a this is a long and beloved uh, next generation character. And uh, you know, it's nice to see, you know we've seen Hugh in uh, previous episodes of Picard, but we haven't got to see Hugh be Hugh with somebody with from next Generation. And so this was a nice little scene of the two of them together. And Hugh takes Picard, you know, around the Borg ship which I thought was weird because he was uh, Picard was only allowed to go into one section and he was told that he couldn't leave that section but
1: yeah I but guess they broke the rules I guess but it,
0: yeah 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 what Clearly. what
1: the what the
0: fuck Picard
1: <laughs> Oh now we're getting real <laughs> more f-bombs in this episode than in the recent episode of Star Trek Picard I mean seriously
0: shouldn't they shouldn't the Romulans have put You know, a security guard on him just to make sure. it seems like they
1: didn't like even bother.
0: Yeah. Why would they do that? I mean, it it is their artifact. They are essentially in control. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you would think they would put, you know, a Romulan centurion on him just to make sure that Picard doesn't get up to hijinks because, hey, they're Romulans. They know Picard gets up to hijinks. And guess what? Hijinks ensued. Yeah, shenanigans, Paul, is what it is. Before it's we jump to
1: that scene, um, you know, where, where the hijinks have ensued on the Borg Reclamation side, I do want to uh, mention something that important happened early in the episode. You're talking about Rios and uh,
0: Dr. Gerardi getting it oni oni. Yeah, andy. they banged it out. <laughs>
1: the possible box.
0: Well, I think it's important to to note that killing her ex boyfriend makes Dr. Gerardi horny.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean she she said those words. <laughs> said, similar similarly <laughs> similarly expressed those feelings. Yeah.
0: And we find her we find out that she has a superpower.
1: Yeah. And then super,
0: her superpower is that she is aware of when she's making a horrible, horrible mistake. And uh, Rios of course says that's really not much of a superpower. And she says, Yeah, it's kinda of worthless, but uh, then they bang it out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So I just wanted to, to reference that because she's a murderess and she slept with the captain.
0: Well, and I got to say, I'm not, I, I am not convinced that that was her, her wanting to do that to salve her, her, uh, guilty conscience or is she manipulating Rios or is it both? You I know?
1: think it's both. I think it's yeah. both there
0: because I mean, I'm, I'm given to believe that, uh, that Girati is much darker than we were led, led to believe. I mean, yes, I know she murdered Maddox, mm-hmm. but I think that she is more than just a recent convert to the cause, right? I mean, she, I, I, think there's, I think there is a deeper, longer relationship with Commodore O and the Jad Vaj than we were led to believe. Interesting that it, w- that it wasn't just Commodore O showing up because I mean who and, unless there, there's some like wicked mind manipulation going on there uh, I don't know why gerardi after one conversation would be willing to murder her her boyfriend if she had not otherwise been indoctrinated
1: fair point so
0: that's just my thought but you know back on back on the artifact you know uh, Hugh takes Picard to where the uh, XBs. Are receiving a modicum, a, a very minor amount of uh, of uh, tissue regeneration, you know, to after they have had their 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 parts removed, right? You know, because we've seen on several episodes now where the Borg, are, you know, have their have their drone uh, cybernetics removed, you know, to leave them as whole as they can. I think mean, some of them still have their still have some internal that can't be removed, but you know, all of their external parts are. Are, are taken away as they become these, you know, former Borg. And we see this just really interesting scene where uh, one of them is getting some tissue regenerated around and where his, you know, uh, optical implant had been. And you see the guy sees himself in the mirror and he's just finally, you know, like, oh, wow, I, I, despite my horrible disfigurement, I'm me again. You know, and it's the first time Picard really sees the Borg as what he has always known himself to be, as a victim. You know, they're not—they're not monsters. They're victims, ever bit as much as he was a victim when he was turned into Locutus. And it's a real turning moment for him. You can see his rage melt away, where he's not angry and fearful with these, with these former Borg drones, he's sympathetic. He sees in them a kindred spirit and he sees that, wow, you know, it was miraculous that they were able to recover me, but I was only a a drone for a matter of days. Whereas these, many of these people had been drones for years and years and years. And the fact that they were able to reclaim them, to give them any piece of their humanity back
1: is fairly amazing. What I find interesting is just how traumatized Picard is after, at this point, 30 plus years.
0: Yeah, it's been a good long while since uh, he was a drone and and still even a good long while since first contact.
1: Yeah, you know, and on top of that, unlike pretty much every other Borg, um, reclaimed Borg that we've come across, he has no physical trauma. Right.
0: Well, he was also he was also a Borg for a very short amount of time. Well, fair. he didn't have the the deep 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 you know uh, you know implants. I mean, even when you see Best of Both Worlds, you know they work on him at first, and then he shows up at the end of Part One and says, you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever the hell he says to 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 Riker, Riker says fire, and you know we wait all summer to see you know what happens but even after that scene after you know they, they bitch slap the enterprise because they were ready for them we see that they go back and they add more implants you know mm-hmm. and it's not it's not just a one and done thing it's an ongoing procedure and he never had time to get you know the really deep gnarly messed up kind of stuff
1: yeah, Plus, fair point, fair we point. also I'm just saying, we be in a bitch, Picard. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
0: well, true. But we also see, you know, they are at uh, you know the artifact, the Romulans really aren't providing the highest level of care. You know, these guys are getting uh, medical care sort of on a sliding scale. You know, they don't have they don't have like a good HMO or a, you know a good PPO sort of thing going on. They're they're really you know okay. Well, what can you pay? Okay, well that's how much medical care you can have. You know, clearly. In the twenty fourth century, Bernie Sanders hadn't made it over to the Romulan Star Empire. That's all I'm saying, Paul. I don't mean to turn this political, but it's everything's political, Paul.
1: I feel like this got very
0: political. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so meanwhile, Soji is walking, which is what is a symbol, essentially a uh, a labyrinth sort of uh, you know prayer meditation circle thing, and you know she's walking, th- you know she's having to. Uh, you know, focus on her dream and Narek is, is sort of directing her through it. And she finally realizes what she sees in the dream is her father working on what looks like her, but in pieces, you know, he's working on an Android that looks like Soji. And, you know, she, she, you know, Narek says, now look up, you know, because the whole time she had been seeing like lightning, you know, flashes from outside what she thought was a storm. And he has her look up and she sees two red moons and she, she tells him that I'm seeing, I'm seeing the, the lightning flashes. I'm seeing two red moons and you cut to where his sister has been monitoring the conversation and she's like, got it. And they're able to locate where this lab is that, you know, Soji is dreaming about. And so he's like, very sorry. You know, you've told me everything I need to know. And uh, he locks her in the meditation chamber with the impossible box, which starts opening up. And, uh, Paul, it's a callback to Star Trek Nemesis. It's, it's it's emitting some Thaleron radiation. And I don't know if you recall the Thaleron radiation from Star Trek Nemesis, but it messed up the entire Romulan Senate.
1: I don't know if you remember that. Or not. Vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah.
0: But it's Thaleron radiation, Paul.
1: Well, it, it didn't really do much to her because... Well,
0: yeah, because she, uh, she activates, and she yes. starts pounding the shit out of the floor with her freakish android strength. And just like a dirty synth, she tears the floor up. I mean, where is the consideration here, Paul? She tears up the really pretty floor and uh, escapes that way.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice wooden floor. On a, yeah, it was, a, but,
0: it was a lovely hardwood floor, Paul.
1: I mean, who took the time to install a hardwood floor on the Borg site? Just saying, but well, she destroyed yeah, it. They just—they needed a pretty meditation chamber in which to kill their synths. Yeah, and look what happened. <laughs> look what That's happened. Right. That's all exactly saying. what happened. Put a synth in, and they destroy your shit.
0: So you know, meanwhile, you know, Picard and uh, Hugh have been looking for Soji and you know they had visited her uh her quarters and found that she had torn everything up uh had scanned it and you know found you know that that uh, she's probably figuring some stuff out and so they go running looking for her and you know what what happens she she <laughs> jumps right down at them from where she uh you know escaped from her her uh, romulan meditation death chamber And they go running. They run. There's a lot of Star Trek running going on. And they run because the Romulans, a lot of Romulans, according to Hugh, are coming after them. And uh, they make it to the old queen's chamber, you know, the old Borg queen. And they they summon up, you know, some, some secret technology that even the Romulans don't know about. Hugh knows about it, but he didn't want the Romulans to know about it. In fact, they didn't even know about this secret chamber. He's got the chamber hidden from him, and uh, he summons up this uh, this uh, Sakarian portal, you know, which is a callback to a Star Trek Voyager episode, uh, I believe, season one. And you know, it's one of these portals that 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 will you know teleport you. I think they say you know, uh, you know, forty light years away. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of your escape hatch. And so they they go, okay, well. Picard and Soji are going to escape, and I gather they never say this, but you know, I, in my mind, I understand why Hugh's not going, because Hugh is there to take care of of the uh, XBs, you know, the former Borg, you know, and that's his mission, he, that's his calling to take care of these people, uh, so that they can, you know, uh, live live out their 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 their, their remaining years as uh, non Borg. And he's also got a goal to liberate them because the Romulans won't let them off. So I'm sure – that what's not stated, but we can understand from Hugh's character that he can't abandon them. He can certainly help Picard, but he can't abandon them, even though terrible things are likely going to happen to Hugh if he sticks around on Mm -hmm. the artifact.
1: Well Which appears to be the case in next week's episode.
0: That that's true. So as they're as they're firing up the portal, you know, and of course, you know, it's Star Trek, so it's going to take a little while to get this thing to go. So you know we, we build some tension here. And we can hear the Romulans coming down the hall. And uh, as these Romulans are about to open fire on Picard, Soji, and Hugh, who shows up but Elnor, and he, uh, you know, cuts them dead. And you know, Picard fusses at him. I told you not to leave the ship, and Elnor said, "Yes, I chose to disobey you." And he says, "Well, I appreciate you not following my orders." And uh, so they get the thing fired up, and you can hear more Romulans coming. And this is what I don't understand, Paul. I do not understand this. There was plenty of time for Picard and Soji to go through, right? The thing is already powering down, and you know Hugh makes the comment that you know we've got to to wait here while it powers down. I don't understand why Elnor didn't go.
1: Yeah, he wanted to hold back the Romulans. I, I, the
0: the, Rom, the Romulans at this point we can hear them, but we don't see them down that long hallway, and it just seems to me like there is plenty of time for Elnor to leave too.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. Or you know. Teleport back and to you know, the ship, or
0: and Picard says, "I'm not going to leave you again. You've got to come with me." And Elnor says, "Well, I'm 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 gratified that you say that. It you know it does does my heart good to know that you don't want to leave me. But I'm going to stay here and take care of this. It just seemed like a really silly decision. Yeah. Without, I mean, I feel like you could have sold it had you shown me some Romulans in the doorway. Yeah, right.
1: But we never see them in the hallway. We hear them, but we don't see them. I struggled with that scene a little bit to begin with mm-hmm. because Picard clearly was able to contact his ship. Right. But what, why couldn't he just teleport back? Maybe you know if there was some type of security restriction on teleportation, you know, which is why he couldn't <laughs> teleport without permission to begin with. It seems just unusual that he couldn't like just teleport back. Well, just remember that with the exception of Elnor, everybody on that ship is disposable to Picard.
0: Because they're not his friends. They're not yeah. they're not uh, number one, they're not, you know, Deanna Troy, they're not LaForge. You know, these are yeah. the people like we gotta get people who hate you so that when they die, that's okay. Yeah. I, I had a problem with it as well, and I felt like there was two reasons why he wouldn't beam back. Uh, one is that maybe the you know he, he had had them keep a communicator lock on him the entire time. But I gather that maybe there were there were shields up and you know you can't you can't transport through shields.
1: Except that Elnor transported onto the ship. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> and so my other my other thought was that he knew that the that the Romulans would be able to tractor them you know capture them in a tractor beam and that he needed to get Soji far away and with the opportunity. To, you know, travel 40 years in a mo of 40 light years in a moment. That was, that's
1: the way to go. Yeah. I mean, you, you have that's, to but, <laughs> but none that's of that was stated, yeah, stated. It, you know, it, it, it would have taken doing, less time than we just, yeah,
0: that is me doing, doing the work for the show instead of the show doing the work for me. Um, so yeah, no, I I do feel like there were some some logical problems in that last scene. You know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this episode a yeah, lot. Yeah, I did too. I just I had some problems with it. And you know, when you when you enjoy everything else that's going on, it's kind of like the way I feel about uh, the the uh, Spectre, the James Bond movie. You can pull a lot of threads in that movie. And go, ooh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and that's stupid, and yada yada. But you know, I like Daniel Craig. <laughs> I like a lot about the no Spectre still you know? crap. But <laughs> yeah, it, it is. But I, you know, I watched it again this weekend and I really enjoyed it. You know,
1: it's a crap movie. It but is. I still enjoyed it. You know, I for me, it, yeah the the artificial urgency of that final scene was a little silly, but overall I did enjoy the episode. Um yeah. you know, I enjoyed it quite a bit, Uh and. So finally, with next week, it looks like we we do get the Riker cameo, which I don't. Yeah, seems like if, if I had a guess, they're going to stretch that shit out over two episodes. Um, <laughs> and and we just saw like the ending of next episode is where he'll see Riker, and then they'll stretch it out to get us back for episode eight, um, where he'll actually have the conversation with Riker because it's it was confirmed that it was a very sh- short shoot. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I, I do think it's just. Uh, You know, a a quick scene where even though Picard didn't want to involve his friends, I'm sure he's going to visit with them um, while he's on the lam. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: It does make me wonder, you know, is Picard on Earth or is he on another M-class planet? Because we've seen some of those scenes. It looks like Earth,
1: but I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's funny. It never even occurred to me that that it would be Earth. I I kind of assumed Mm -hmm. it was another planet. Yeah.
0: Space is really big and, you know, somehow Picard keeps running into people. <laughs> it
1: just happens. Yeah. yeah I got to say, when I saw Hugh pop up, I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to kill another character. But no, Hugh survived at least this episode. I like Hugh, I like but I, I do think that things are going to go hard on him next week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we shall see. Plenty, plenty um, more to come. Um, and we want to hear your thoughts on it.
0: We do. We'd love it if you gave us a call at 972-763-5903. That number once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you'll win a coveted, valuable Ideology of
1: Madness surprise. You can also hit us up on our social media channels, IOMGeek, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I I, I had a friend ask me today, hey, do you you have
0: Instagram? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, what's your Instagram? And I got irritated with him. I'm like, you know... (laughs) It's IOM Geek, and we say this every week on
1: our show. <laughs> <laughs> Not a real friend, that's all I'm saying. Yeah.
0: I gotta tell you, I was I was just super annoyed by that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. don't let us get annoyed at you. Follow us on all our social media channels, because for the most part, we actually do post different shit on all of them. So uh,
0: yeah, we do, we do. It's all good stuff. We're
1: interesting. We are.
0: As we are. We are fascinating, Paul.
1: <laughs> fascinating. Inconceivable.
0: Inconceivable!
1: How fascinating we are. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Star
0: Trek with Aaron and Polly is a production of IOMGeek.com. Have a question or comment? Hailing frequencies are open at 972-763-5903. Tribble wrangling provided by... Try Skellion Trays. No Troublesome Tribbles. Mr. Aponte's wardrobe provided courtesy of
1: Garrick's clothiers, conveniently located on the promenade. Then not just IOM Geek, you have your actual Instagram. Yeah, I told him that too. I'm like, I'm like, you know, you could have checked my wiki. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, do you have a wiki? No, I don't have a wiki.
1: No. You you could have literally just looked up Aaron Head on Instagram and found- You
0: could have Googled. <laughs> Bastard.